Hello and welcome to Point of View, where we give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm your host, Jonah. Emerson. I'm Thomas. And today we'll be talking about book talk and also listing some of our favorite books. All right. So do you guys, are you guys familiar with what book talk is? I've heard a little bit about it, but I've never actually uh, joined the community myself. Yeah, same. So I'm not in the book talk community either, but from what I've heard and seen on the news is that book talk is a community of people who read a certain kind of like YA fantasy book all on TikTok and they talk about the books together. Kind of like a book club. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think about that? What have you guys seen? Um, I've definitely seen some different people like just talking about books, which is fun. I haven't been to many book clubs myself, so I might partake in it. Yeah, I'm not really on that side of TikTok, but I've definitely come across it a lot of times. And I've heard the name um, Colleen Hoover a lot. Colleen Hoover comes up a lot. Do you guys know what, what's up with her? What's with the controversy? I just know that she writes romance books. I've got no idea and what the contra- a, controversy is. I just know people don't like her and that she writes romance books. That's yeah, about it. People really don't like her. You know, some people like really love her books and she got super popular on Book Talk way back when in like 2020. But recently in like 2023, people are like super upset with her because they think that her books are like highlighting abuse mm. and like romanticizing it. Mm. Don't want to do that. <laughs> Yes, Jonah, you don't want to do that. You don't no, want to do that. Probably not. No. But it's, book talk has just been such a huge sensation on the internet. I mean, uh, have you guys seen that they put in like a Barnes & Noble section for it? I have. I've I have not seen. gone to a Barnes & Noble recently, no. Have you ever been to a Barnes & Noble? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> uh, I prefer the library personally. <laughs> That's fair. I've I've go to Barnes & Noble a lot. Um, and yeah, I've seen that section and all the ones that I've been to. What do you think of the books on there? I think they they seem interesting. I've seen Colleen Hoover a lot on there. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. I feel like it's a like the the audience for book talk is kind of like primarily female. Have you guys yeah. noticed that too? Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's because it's romance books a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys read romance books? Do guys read romance books? I don't know. <laughs> no. I've watched like romance movies and I used to hate that genre and now I like mm-hmm. the genre, but reading it, I have never really been that interested. I'm more in. of a fan of action and sci-fi stuff. Yeah, same. Yeah, for sure. I think Book Talk has like a huge focus on romance. If you look yeah. at any of the books in that Book Talk session, it's like the love hypothesis or all yeah. that kind of stuff. So now we're going to go into talking about some of our favorite books. So let's start with you, Thomas. Uh, excuse me. You didn't tell me I was starting. Okay. You will be starting, Thomas. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, one of the books I've read, not too recently, but I still remember it pretty uh, well, Ready Player One, it's about this guy, or it's set this unit, like dystopian universe where basically there's this like massive, massively multiplayer game where like everyone's playing in it, basically. So it's the second reality. Mm. And... Uh, there's an Easter egg in it that basically guarantees that he's going to get, like, um, all, not all the wealth, but most of the wealth and inherit the game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it turns into this really cool thriller and action book about, like, how there's a race of people trying to get to the thing before everyone else, you know? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's also turned into a movie, but I haven't seen the movie yet. Yes, it has been turned into a movie, Jonas. Is, is, have, you, have you seen the movie? No, I've read the book, though, so I mm. think that counts. The book's always better than the movie. That's right. a controversial statement from Jonah there. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm here with the hot takes, guys. Come on now. <laughs> um, I'll move into my first book, um, 1984. I read it a while ago, but I still remember it pretty well. 
So it's a dystopian novel. It's written by George Orwell and published in 1949. It's set in a future society where individuality and freedom are like completely suppressed and no one really has much freedom. The story follows the protagonist, Winston Smith, who's a low-ranking member of the ruling party in the world called Oceania. That's the main world. And the party is led by the enigmatic Big Brother, and they exercise complete control over every aspect of people's lives, including their thoughts and actions. Um, and it follows Winston secret, secretly rebelling against the oppressive regime by engaging in acts of defiance, such as keeping a forbidden diary and initiating a forbidden love affair with Julia, who's a fellow party member. And it navigates themes of just individualism and having your own thoughts a lot. And it's a pretty good book. It's from 1950, and I still think it's one of the greatest books I've ever read. It really holds up. Yeah, I mean, it, 1984 was fantastic. Yeah. Have you heard about all the book bans and that kind of stuff? Why do you think they would take that off the shelves? I, like, there's a lot of book bans that, like, I disagree with, but I see why some people might think of some themes as, like, not child appropriate, but for 1984, I don't even really understand why. That one, I really couldn't even think of anything. They were banning 1984? I didn't even know 1984. Yeah, for sure. 1984 has been on the list. Fahrenheit 451, quite ironically, right? Yeah. Aren't yeah. those... Mouse like, is a big one that's been on the list a lot, true. and I, I, don't, I don't understand it, but, you know. Aren't they exactly just proving the po points of the books by banning them? I'm saying Yeah, that. I mean, they're teaching people these things in history they're teaching people about other things that they're unfamiliar with and if we're stopping that then we're just ignoring history and that's so bad <laughs> but you know anyways uh back to history i chose slaughterhouse five as the book i was mm. going to talk about slaughterhouse five is a book about war um it's kind of postmodernist in a way which some people don't like but i actually is my favorite genre um, Slaughterhouse-Five follows the story of Billy Pilgrim in his pursuit of knowledge across times. He time travels between his time in war, in childhood, in optometry, and even his experience on an alien planet. Slaughterhouse-Five teaches an important lesson in war, love, and loss, teaching that war leads to nothing but wrong no matter how much we glamorize it. The book's alternative name, The Children's Crusade, now represents how the soldiers in World War I were far too young to see war. The story is compelling because you grow to empathize with the slightly odd Billy Pilgrim in his story, who you're not quite sure is all there. Hmm. I kind of forgot what the word postmodern meant. Yeah. A little, could you give, like, a definition of the genre? Postmodern, in a way, is, like, kind of just odd, you know what I mean? It might follow, like, a, like a stream-of-thought kind of storyline or... You know, it's really just weird. Um, if you're familiar with the other book I'm going to talk about, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, it's kind of in that mm. way. You know what I mean? I was thinking postmodernism as like futuristic, as post the modern era. That's that's where my that's where my mind went. But, well, uh, you could say yes. the aliens are kind of futuristic. Yeah. Speaking of aliens, that's a good segue into my next book, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, my next book is actually called Ender's Game, and it's by Orion Scott Card. It's basically about this kid, I think nicknamed Ender, it has been a while since I last read it, and basically he's like this child that's taken into this special training camp for like young children so that they can like train them up and fight aliens legitimately. In the book they call them buggers, but it's like this whole war between like this alien species that's a hive mind versus humanity, and uh, they're only like... Uh, taking these kids and training them in space for like a last-ish effort. Hmm. Sounds pretty interesting. Um, 
My next book is another dystopian. It's called Unwind, and it's written by Neil Shusterman. And it has a very, like, horrifying kind of plot. It's set in a future society where parents can choose to have their children, quote-unquote, unwound between the ages of 13 and 18. And unwinding, it's a process where a child's organs and their body parts are harvested for transplantation. And it effectively ends their life, but it technically keeps them alive in just a divided state. So the government implemented this to... It was first off it was after like this massive fictional civil war and they needed a way to keep peace and to keep peace they essentially thought like oh anything that's causing a big issue before they can cause a massive issue so when they're a child if they're unruly their parents can have them unwound and that sh those body parts those organs can go to people that truly need them to make the society better and it follows three teenagers connor risa and lev who are scheduled to be unwound for various reasons and their journey to escape this fate and it really dives deep into themes of morality and value of life in a very, very thought-provoking narrative. And there's even some kids that are bred and fostered to be unwound. So that's their only life's purpose, to be used for others. So it's a really interesting book. So you said they were still technically alive? Yeah, they, they're not really alive, but they justify it. The government justifies their actions by saying, oh, you're technically alive, you're just are they separated. Still, are they still sentient while doing it, or...? In the fourth book, one of the main characters goes through the process, and it's sh and it's shown that they are somehow. It's kind of hard to explain how they are, but they are. So yeah, but it's a horrifying thing to happen to you. Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, it's a very good book, though. It's actually a book series of four. So wow. yeah. Heavy topics. Yeah. Um, this one's a little less heavy, but kind of on the same wavelength. The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime follows the story of Christopher John Francis Boone, who finds his neighbor's dog, Wellington, dead on his front lawn and begins a detective-esque investigation. This story explores the nature of loss and autism intertwined, creating a compelling story for empathy for neurodivergent people. The book is filled with numbers and joy, but also with grief and loss. It poses a question, what does family mean? This is one of my favorite books because it shows characters are complicated and multifaceted, neither fully good or fully bad, but somewhere in a gray area. Yeah. Yeah. So you said it was, like, um, focused on autism and loss. How mm -hmm. does autism play into the story itself? So our main character is autistic. Um, he's an only child. His parents are separated. Mm. And, um, you know, one of his parents left because he was autistic. Uh -huh. um, so this is his kind of story. Just That's really interesting. That. Yeah. Okay, so I'm also a big comic fan. I doubt anyone would really know that. Um, but one of my favorite comic books ever, it's called Watchmen, and it was written by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. It's set in an alternate history where superheroes exist, and it explores the complexities of the power and identity of them against the backdrop of an impending nuclear war. The story follows a group of retired vigilantes investigating the murder of one of their own and it leads them to uncover a conspiracy that threatens the world's stability. Through its intricate plot and multifaceted characters and richly detailed artwork, Watchmen challenges traditional superhero narratives, and it delves into philosophical questions about human nature and the consequences of wielding power. And I don't know if any of you guys have heard of the comic character Dr. Manhattan. I have not. He's he's a very he's a blue guy. He's also in it. He's one of the, the more popular characters that's in it. But it's, it's a really good comic. It's very thought-provoking. It's not just... Blam, blam, fighty. It's it's really, really good and thought-provoking, and I like yeah. it a lot. For sure. Yeah, so just real quick, what are some of, some genres that you guys like? Just 
one genre that you like the most and that intrigues you the most? That's a good question. Outside of fantasy, I'd probably say, honestly, a mystery as well. Mm. Dude, I love mystery books. A good mystery book will get me hooked for, like, the entire, like, 500 pages or however many Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. Um, Agatha Christie, she's a big mystery novelist, and I've read some of her books, and her books are always very compelling. And I'm also a big sci-fi fan, but, you know, because yeah. I've read Dune, and Dune's pretty great. Yeah. I know it wasn't really super evident in my recommendations, but I'm a really big fan of nonfiction, specifically uh, mathematical history. Um, mm-hmm. You know this. You guys know this. Um, hey, hey, you're a movie nerd, so... Movies are cool with the math. Okay, keep going. Um, I really like uh, just learning uh, through nonfiction. I think that's what we seek to do in all reading, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think that about wraps it up. This concludes this episode of Point of View. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Jonah. Emerson. And I'm Thomas. And this has been Point of View.